0: This squiggly line on my screen kind of looks like I'm recording.
1: I think that might entail the recording is working. Good job. We remembered how to start the recording. It's been a little while.
0: It has been a little while. How are you? Yeah.
1: Good, good. Surviving As One Does went to my 20-year reunion, which I alluded to in our previous episode, which was interesting, to say the least.
0: Nice. How many people were there that you remembered? Was it well attended?
1: I mean, there were probably about Three or four dozen people there, moderate-sized group.
0: Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Three or four too dozen. Bad. Yeah, that's
1: pretty good. But before we get too far along, why don't we introduce our show? Because we forgot to do that. For those of you new to the show, you're listening to the podcasting guild, Babylon 5. I'm Eric. The other I'm voice good. you hear, Damn it. as he was about to say, is Andrew. He's a little out of practice. We're both a little out of practice because we've had our summer trips and and things going on so we're back though
0: we're back that's what matters doesn't matter what our names are what matters is we're back we're back with a new episode season two episode one a new season we're kicking it off points of departure but i heard the working title of this episode is you're not my real dad (laughs) yes
1: that is the working title of the episode currently
0: yeah yeah this was this was episode captain you're not my real dad i don't have to listen to you (laughs) why where what happened to sinclair he came from the future in season one you know that has to be him they have to bring him back at some point to go back and back to the past Mm -hmm. where is he why is he not in my show (laughs) this upsets me eric
1: this is a mystery. I won't reveal the ending of that mystery yeah, unless you want to hear it. It is it's a big
0: <laughs> mystery. Then this new guy, the captain's stepdad here, comes in. And it's just like I'm going to have a great rapport with Ivanova. It's like you didn't earn that. You didn't earn <laughs> that. Why is Ivanova like you so much right off the bat? They used to work okay. together. That's why. <laughs> you know, actually, this is it was a pretty solid episode overall. Yeah.
1: That brings up an interesting point here in that the new captain, being the new guy, has a whole lot of uh, team building to be doing with his new team. So it'll be interesting to see how that gets on. Assuming he stays along, who knows, he might change. Could be a different captain next
0: episode. You don't know. No, I don't know. I have to say the, the sort of good luck speech... It kind of struck me as a bit creepy. It's like, okay, all right, fine. You have a good luck routine, but this is a very public and performative good luck routine. Mm. And it's weird that he, you know, wants to involve the whole department in his good luck routine. And it's even weirder when he does it to nobody. (laughs) That was also super weird. So
1: He has to do it within 24 hours of getting there or there's no good luck there, obviously.
0: Yeah. What's his sample size? Because that is a specific time frame. What's his sample size? How many commands has he had? Where just have them go well <laughs> when he does this right away? And then he does it two days later and, and he's lost like 10 ships that way. Like thousands yeah. of people have died. They keep giving him ships. And finally he figured out he cracked the, the pattern. <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah.
1: Well, so far we know he has two commands in his past. Obviously, the EAS, EAS Agamemnon, the destroyer he was captaining at the start of the episode. And then before that, he was captain of a transfer point that Ivanova also worked at for a period of time. I don't know if we have much more background on him than that at this point. though. Yeah.
0: Okay. So so N of two. Sample size mm-hmm. of two. Yep. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the rest of the episode that isn't cap- What's captain. What's the character's name?
1: captain sheridan
0: captain stepdad okay captain <laughs> sheridan the stepdad Yep. who they they sort of mentioned in passing or name dropped that he was nicknamed star killer yep which is some corny ass corny ass mid-90s tv show nickname
1: <laughs> well it's lost in translation in the old barry. It's actually quite eloquent, but it's hard to pronounce, so they went with Star Killer. There you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> it was in, in the original Mimbari, it's like pig f- lover. <laughs> pig yeah. befriender. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay, what else? What should we we should talk about what the actual plot was as well as just riffing on this one character.
1: Yeah, I mean I think you mentioned that whole thing with Commander Sinclair being transferred unceremoniously. unceremoniously. announcement. But uh, that being like said, he's a screen, military guy.
0: Off screen. We don't even see it. They just come in. They're like, oh, he's gone now. Yeah. He's gone now. Here's Captain Sheridan. He's just going to be living with your mom for a while. <laughs> and you have to do what he says. All right. But okay, he drives buddy. a
1: cool car. Did you see the car he showed up in? It's a pretty <laughs> cool car.
0: <laughs> yeah, he drives a... A cool destroyer. Yep. Okay, he shows up. Also, excellent scene. Ivanova walking down the hallway, <laughs> just being harried by this cloud of angry aliens. Yep. I loved that. I loved the hard cut to the elevator opening and her like <laughs> chastising them. And I also yeah. loved. When she walked away and they just turn on each other and start yelling at <laughs> each other. I love, Those three were all hits for me. Those were all excellent. And Ivanova, you know, spoiler alert, when you ask me who my favorite character is, this episode's Ivanova. Mm-hmm. Ivanova held it down. Just like her character was holding down the station, yeah. you know, vis-a-vis those aliens, the actress was holding down this episode, mm-hmm. I felt like.
1: Well, figure there you're missing a lot of key cast members. So obviously, Commander Sinclair is gone. Garibaldi's out of commission. He's not. He doesn't have any lines. He's just laying on the
0: on they the just, bed. I, which... And they do you think they had budget for like a super realistic? I don't think so. I think they had to no. have the actor lay there, and every time he accidentally blinked or flared his nostrils, you know, <laughs> they'd have to be like, "Nope, nope, cut. Let's do it again."
1: That being said relatively easy day on the set for the actor
0: that's true you (laughs) still get paid still get paid
1: and of course none of the ambassadors are there either so a lot of the big power players aren't in this episode
0: yeah no i noticed and for the first time maybe ever or actually since the pilot i watched the opening credits which had changed
1: Mm -hmm. different opening credits yep
0: and sinclair wasn't in them just a big nope just a big slap (laughs) across the face Go friend yourself. Here we go. And then a bunch of other people were in them. And at first I was like, oh, he's just not going to be in the episode. But like most of the people who got screen time and the cast list in the opening Mm -hmm. credits weren't in this episode. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So is he coming back? Jakar
0: wasn't in there. Londo wasn't in this episode. Nobody was in this episode.
1: Except for Ivana who knows?
0: God, better be coming back.
1: Maybe the whole series moves from Babylon 5 to Mimbar and it becomes Mimbari Ambassador on the Galaxy or Traveling the World or something like that. Yeah, could be that.
0: Yeah, Mimbari Antiques Roadshow.
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah Changing the follow. title. Yeah. <laughs> whole new intro
0: sequence. I want to see, yeah, I want to see Sinclair pricing out relatively old Mimbari items.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's plenty of episodes yet to go, so we might see him again. Who knows?
0: Okay, yeah. Well, he's not in the opening credits, and that's stupid and bad and makes me (laughs) sad. And now I feel like until we get him back, these episodes are the Eat Your Porridge episodes. Mm-hmm. it's the dragon ball z week every episode can't just be <laughs> fighting so there needs to be some in here that are boring and you you just have to watch those and then you'll get we'll get back to the good stuff
1: if i recall most of the dragon ball z episodes are just them yelling at each other as they power up for like having oh the that's episode. true
0: it's Sorry. so true <laughs> yeah yeah t- t- 10 episodes of of <laughs> shouting the same 30 seconds yeah. anyway actually you know i'm being too hard i actually thought this was a pretty good episode overall mm. i liked the villain i liked the o- like the origin story of the villain and how it worked into the yeah the, the universe some of the villains just come out of nowhere and you're like that's a little dumb but okay but this villain made a lot of sense
1: yeah this harkens back to some of those Stories from post-World War II of coming across an isolated island where there are still Japanese soldiers thinking that the war is still going on or that isolated themselves on purpose and never surrendered. So that, I think that's kind of where they drew inspiration in part for this.
0: Yeah, the rogue ship who like yeah, refuses to ship. surrender out of honor, mm-hmm. but then also doesn't want to shoot them for some reason. They had this scheme to mm-hmm. trick Earth into starting a war, but like if they started shooting at the space station and then the space station shot back would that really be you know it'd be self-defense sort of, at that point i right? mean yeah but geopolitical events rarely hinge on like the details of events like <laughs> that you know like if they well, firstly can
1: you really call it geopolitical because i mean they're not i mean it's yeah what what's the, what's the term now
0: galactic galactic political spatial yeah. political
1: but I, I take your point yeah it's it's it rarely hinges on that i think there's still questions as to whether the Maine was actually sunk by sea mines in the bay of cuba that started off the spanish-american war <laughs> right and that's a hundred yeah. years ago exactly people still don't know who fired his first shot
0: and i mean if the mumbaris attacked Babylon 5 who's to say Everyone's acting like the Mimbaras are the only ones that could play war. Humans are crazy sons of bitches. They might just be like, whatever. Mm-hmm. We were beating them. That's why they gave up. Let's go get them. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> like, I actually thought that their, their plan wasn't bad. Mm. But once it was clearly not going to work, which, okay, I guess we're just talking about it. So their, their plan was to have their captain get on board Babylon 5, get caught doing something bad, in this case, threatening Delane and uh, what's his name? Laser. Linear. (laughs) uh, Laser. (laughs) And so he gets caught threatening them and gets put in prison and then kills himself Mm -hmm. and then they launch their fighters, but they don't shoot. And so, really, Babylon shooting first would just have been the cherry on top. Like they already right. had arrested this captain who killed himself. Like you got to figure that's eighty percent of eighty percent of the way there.
1: Mm-hmm. They could have destroyed the station and said, "Oh, well, they killed our captain, and there aren't any logs to say otherwise. So we killed them because they killed our captain, and we're Dude, going to war me. now." Because I guarantee that that warship probably could have destroyed Babylon 5 if they really wanted to.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. (laughs) But it seems likely.
1: Yeah. Especially if they were using their stealth technology and they couldn't target them properly. That's right.
0: I love how every commander of Babylon 5 has personal knowledge of this one battle.
1: Well, they fought in the battle. A lot of them did. Survivors and all that. Right. Yep. And Sheridan actually won a battle against them, so he has some experience
0: there. It's like the only one, is
1: mm-hmm. what they
0: said. The only victory they had during the war. Crafty, crafty. Yep. I did like when
1: the commander confronted Lanier as he was watching over Dylan, and then like the security comes in and arrests him. And before he hands over the gun, Lanier's like, if you're going to kill me, you better do it. Otherwise, I'm really busy I need to get back to work and he had a couple other good lines like that which you know good
0: good one-liners that yeah linear. he had to take over all of Delenn's mysterious tranquility right. when we first met him he was sort of stuttering and bumbling and like mm-hmm. sort of played comic relief and this episode he was the stoic paragon of the of mm-hmm. the thoughtful boys faction right. of Mumbari society instead of the fighty boys Right. So, you know, he's, he's, he's really glowed up. He's really found his stride.
1: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Lanier, after they arrested the captain, he later talks to Sheridan and Ivanova to reveal why the Mimbari surrendered at the battle line, the whole thing that Sinclair was trying to figure out in the previous season. And it turns out that the reason they did that was because That's right. according to Mimbari... They believe that Membari souls are being reborn in human form. And Membari don't kill Membari, so they decided to stop the war. What did you think of that? As you know, the whole mystery trying to be solved for season 1 is now laid out on a platter for you in the first episode of season 2.
0: I mean, the mystery itself I don't think is bad. I think it's a pretty mm-hmm. reasonable mystery. I thought the reveal was dumb. <laughs> i was just like oh oh linear just just brings them in is like oh by the way this is what happened uh we couldn't tell anybody including half of our own species uh but here now i told you guys so there you go and like <laughs> the first thing one of the first things they do with that information is like oh we'll just tell the bad guys we'll yeah. just tell them and it's like guys he just told you that they didn't tell half of their own species, which I forget what even, they couldn't handle the truth basically. Yeah. So I didn't, I felt like, okay, if you're not telling half your own species, why are you telling these two people who are politically beholden to other powers? It, It never was properly explained why, okay, you have this big secret, this like super sensitive state secret that you're not even telling half your own population. Why? why is he sharing it so casually here just like yeah. hey meet me on the chair for some chair time <laughs> let's each share a secret i'll go first <laughs> i don't know yeah. it wasn't clear why why our friend lays early yeah
1: the reasoning for why the great council member felt that he should have linear tell them wasn't made explicit in this and i think that that weakens the reveal quite a bit. To your point, it's like, why even tell them? They don't even use that information at all in the course of the episode. Uh, so why reveal it at all other than to, you know, just address the mystery from last season?
0: That's what I think it was. I think over the break, they figured out what they wanted the, the mystery to be. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, we need to fill everyone in so that we can just move forward and do the do the things we want to do with the plot right but i don't know it felt like both with sinclair's departure which if it's a fake departure all the better mm-hmm. i think to to like give a you know give them a, a dramatic send-off with like some melancholic farewells and stuff <laughs> you know i don't know they, they it feel, it felt like they had a lot of opportunities here that they didn't really use this reveal mm-hmm. this reveal could have been a whole thing why yeah. did you just give it up? It could, have, it could have been a whole mystery episode, you know?
1: I think that was the plan, to have an arc around that. But things changed.
0: Fair enough. Well, what, what else to say? That's basically the important stuff that happened this episode, right? We got that, huge, that big reveal. Mm-hmm. We got introduced to a bad guy who I was hoping would be recurring, and then he killed himself. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> clearly not recurring.
1: Not uh, this one.
0: I guess, yeah, the, the actor wasn't awesome. But I love the idea of, of these sort of Mimbari extremists. I think mm-hmm. that's that, and the psychics taking over the government, are, I think, yeah. like the two, what I would say are most compelling Yeah, sort of plot arcs they have going on.
1: Well, there are a couple other new things that came along with this episode. One was the introduction of a fighter pilot character, which you were complaining about last season. We now have a fighter pilot. Uh, great, Lieutenant
0: Keffer. Oh, it, was that was that uh, Ivanova and the doctor's inexplicable friend?
1: Yeah, the inexplicable friend that just started talking to me. I was the like, "Who's
0: Todd to here? Who who is this <laughs> jerk? What is he doing?"
1: Yeah, he was uh, the
0: the <laughs> lead fighter pilot when they went day. out there. Okay, great. I can yeah. d- I can dig that elite fighter pilot. I don't know. They need some kind of. They need to like Sailor Moon these new characters. You know, <laughs> they need to have them give like, what's his name? What's the what the what's the character's name?
1: Lieutenant keffer
0: Be like, I'm Lieutenant keffer I'm a f- fighter pilot, and I fight for <laughs> truth in the American way, or you know, whatever, right? <laughs> Love and justice. Yeah, lo- exactly. Thanks, Katie. Love and justice. We need to you know because i'm like who is this ass who is this monkey over here like what is he doing why is he just hanging out with these characters we know and love acting like acting like he knows them
1: Mm.
0: anyway i got some jealousy going on here i'm very protective (laughs) of my core season one cast
1: well when you (laughs) lose your ace fighter pilot commander in sinclair we need to get a replacement for him so they bring in lieutenant keffer to be the fighter pilot Oh my god
0: oh my god that actually makes (laughs) so much sense now they have someone they can send on fighter missions that it makes no sense to send the commander on. right
1: exactly exactly or Ivanova for that matter
0: you know since they figured out how to like stop doing that I really do wish they had addressed it more in universe like they kind of mm-hmm. mentioned it a little bit but no one ever like tried to talk him out of it no well, one he's an ace like, fighter hey,
1: pilot <laughs> Sinclair's have been a man. fighter pilot since Great Britain. It's an old Britain. man,
0: Eric. <laughs> his, his prime days are behind him.
1: Well, I mean, if you saw the latest Tom Cruise movie, Maverick, you'll know that even old pilots can still fight. Right?
0: I have not seen that movie, so <laughs> I don't know that. Well, yeah, there you go.
1: Top Gun is back with Maverick, and old fighter pilots can still fly.
0: Man, I want some new movies. I guess yeah. there are a lot. I don't watch any movies, so me complaining about not seeing new movies is pretty rich. but I don't know Top Gun was fine yeah it's fine I remember watching it with my sister who's a few years older than me and her friends Mm -hmm. and I couldn't figure out why they kept giggling (laughs) at what were in hindsight all the sexy bits yeah (laughs) I was like they're not telling any jokes they're just playing volleyball why are we all giggling (laughs) yeah I didn't understand it's too it's too young and innocent
1: too innocent and you're too innocent you're too innocent for that movie
0: <laughs> yeah what else al- what else to say about this episode
1: well we saw a new ship design which is cool i like the uh, the, Earth the destroyer destroyer agamemnon Agamemnon. that's cool i
0: like the yeah. agamemnon i also like the Mumbari ships yeah we yep. actually got a lot of cg cgi mm-hmm. this episode increase the, the budget ships yeah oh yeah yeah season one did well you get more budget mm-hmm. it, it's held up i mean it, it's like obviously old cgi but given that it's held up pretty well i think
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah i like the Mumbari ship design they got big booties mm-hmm. and one of them lasered the other one's booty in half and i think it had its reactor in there
1: the laser cut through the other ship, which was really cool. You don't see that a lot in uh, sci-fi. A lot of times they just blow up the ship or something like that. You actually see them cut up the ships, which is cool.
0: It's like a very Dune, you know, Dune had those laser guns that just like cut through anything. Right. Right. It's one of those sort of classic, Mm -hmm. classic sci-fi trips that, yeah, you don't see as much. Yeah.
1: So I know it's early on and granted stepdad is still new, but, How does stepdad compare to real dad in your mind so
0: far? I mean, I don't know. He's fine. He's (laughs) fine. He has very white teeth. He's like very classically (laughs) handsome. Yeah. Like, he's fine. He gives speeches to nobody, which I think was supposed to be endearing.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I found it a little creepy. I don't know. (laughs) He's not my real dad. Eric, I don't have to do what he says. He's not my real dad. <laughs> uh, but everyone, everyone's cool with him. Like Ivanova is immediately. I love that scene where Ivanova is like, spilling her guts to him and telling her all of her like, emotional vulnerabilities and stuff. Yeah, she's like, I don't like to show weakness. <laughs> like, I'm like you just met this dude and you're telling him like all this really vulnerable stuff, and then you say it don't like to show weakness which you know is true for her character i guess what's weird is how quickly she's treating this guy like a confidant mm-hmm. the show is really pushing on you okay look what a casual comfortable relationship he has with all the cast and crew he's just one of them guys super cash no worries he's got a very thing. Uh, it's case. like no show no he's not my <laughs> real dad
1: <laughs> very
0: true very so that's true. what i think about him okay thanks for asking
1: yeah yeah gotta gotta keep tabs on those things and at the very end we see the chrysalis or the cocoon that's yay high that ambassador delen is in start to crack open so what do you think is going to come out of that
0: i mean probably delen with extra horns (laughs) that's my guess my guess is they're going to put more horns on the forehead. more horns okay the land with the more ca- horns. camp more horns. <laughs> I don't know. I think it is actually pretty funny, and I'm glad they called it out that she's coming out of a chrysalis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm glad like in the opening scene they were like, what like a like a butterfly or a right. moth? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, about yay hi, <laughs> uh it yeah. is pretty it is pretty funny. Yeah, I like that self-referential stuff. It's fun. What What do you think is going to come? Well, I guess you know. I do know. What do did know. you think? Do you remember what you thought before you knew when you watched this back in the olden days? I'm pretty
1: sure I was. I was right when I uh, thought about what was going to come out of it. Yeah, yeah, I was right. That That's what I remember is that I was right.
0: Okay, yep. you remember being right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that checks out. You are. You are frequently right. <laughs> About the things you report about your past. Yes.
1: Very true. Very
0: true. I don't don't know. All right. We'll find (laughs) out. Ooh, what if she becomes one of those things she didn't like that she kept, that she tried to murder on the spot? Wouldn't that be poetic?
1: A soul hunter?
0: Yeah. A soul hunter? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What if she becomes, what what if this is how soul hunters are born? Could be. No one knows, right? Andrew's A. 1A is horns, and 2, 1B, 2B <laughs> is... Can't you just say 1 Soul and 2? No, I can't. <laughs> okay. 2A.
1: 2A, 1B. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good.
0: Roman numeral 3. <laughs> All right, Eric, who is your favorite character this episode?
1: Well, I think my favorite character this episode is gonna be Lanier. I think Lanier had some good one-liners in this episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. he was he was he was all right. He held it down. And then uh, when there was that other scene when
1: Sheridan comes in, or immediately after they arrest the captain, and Sheridan attempts to go and take a closer look at the cocoon or chrysalis, and Lanier's like, "Ambassador Delenn is indisposed at the moment." you had to come back later much later
0: <laughs> yeah but then the very next scene he was like "Ooh, sorry i was such a dick yeah <laughs> like, you're like you like i expected him to follow up it's like it was just the mood of the place you know it was, it's just like i was just feeling the scene yeah uh, but no yeah that that was pretty funny they you know they gave him enough gravitas to just be like f off mm-hmm. people were approaching the chrysalis and people were just like oh yeah okay okay sorry dude yeah, uh, which they couldn't really have done if he was still this sort of bumbling, doesn't even want to look you in the eye kind of dude. He's been through a lot. He got scammed he by Lando. That ages you. That mm-hmm. that's an education in the world. So now he's, yeah, yeah. He was you know the Clint Eastwood version of of Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: I was gonna say the Bruce Lee version because he had that oh,
0: martial Bruce arts Lee. stance oh my god that's right i was hoping why didn't they have why didn't they have him fight with the extremist that would have been right and like mm-hmm. they could have fought and, and you would have overpowered him and you're like you're a pretty good <laughs> fighter for a for a tailor right for a yeah. priest anyway okay what were you <laughs> saying
1: i was just gonna say that i'm not quite sure about his hand position with his 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 thumb and his pinky
0: up in the air like that that
1: Seems like it might put your pinky in a vulnerable position.
0: Yeah, no, it's like that. a good way to get your pinky broken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just a, a quick swat. Yep. <laughs> nice pointed pinky.
1: Who is your favorite character?
0: I mean, Ivanova. You know, Ivanova. I said it earlier. I thought Ivanova was holding it down. She was running the station. She was the glue they were using to stitch the crew together. She was visiting Garibaldi and we were like, oh yeah, Garibaldi's here in a coma. And uh, she's talking to the doctor, she's talking to the new captain, she's talking to the pilot when they're having drinks and she's showing off her casual evening Ivanova hair, (laughs) which is voluminous. (laughs) Very much so. Yeah, anyway, what am I saying? I'm saying Ivanova the vinyl, uh, is. It was a 10, this episode, yeah
1: okay and would you say you, you enjoyed the episode
0: yeah yeah it definitely had its moments i i mean you know even though reveal was kind of stupid it's still fun mm-hmm. to get answers to the big secrets of the show and that opening scene or not opening but that early one with the gang of aliens bothering about <laughs> Yeah. That was a that was a highlight. That was a really good a really good scene, I thought. Yeah. I like this episode overall. I thought it was pretty good.
1: Very good. Very good. Well, with that being said, any last comments on the episode before we take a look at Science Corner?
0: No, I want my real dad back. Let's do some Science Corner. <laughs> Alright, over to Science Corner.
1: I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. SPICE! And in this week's, or this episode's Science Corner, have you seen the news about the Artemis 1 launch, which has been postponed twice, but is going to be launching here in, I think, two weeks? Which is really cool. Uh, I
0: have to be honest, I have not. I have not been keeping tabs on that. Tell me all about it.
1: Giant rocket ship. We're sending another rocket to the moon is what we're doing with Artemis 1. So NASA is preparing to launch oh, that the is first exciting. in the Artemis missions, uh, which in this case is going to be an unmanned mission, which will be sent to the moon and come back. The next Artemis mission will be a manned mission to the moon, but this first one is going to be just basically a test flight, testing the new SLS rocket platform, which I think is one of the largest rockets ever made. Second or third only to Saturn V rocket and to whatever the Russians had that was equivalent to Saturn V back in the sixties, so very big rocket, basically
0: well, that is really very cool. exciting, that is very yeah. exciting. I can't believe I haven't been keeping track of that you know life life's just been busy, but uh, yeah, well, I guess postponements are better than things blowing up,
1: yep, yeah. They were trying to launch it this last weekend, but there was an issue with a fuel leak, so they postponed it. Uh, yeah, I think for two want, weeks.
0: That's that's one of the first, the worst things to leak. Uh, is the fuel because not right. only do you need that, but it also explodes.
1: Yeah, so it's been rescheduled for September nineteenth. So if you guys hear this before then, tune into NASA's, I imagine YouTube page or or whatever they have the streaming. Uh, for that Um, there's also video of the the crawler that takes the rocket from the assembly plant to the launch pad which is really cool that thing's so cool yeah that's i think that's the largest tracked vehicle in the world (laughs) and it's carrying the rocket it's just like inching along it's pretty cool seeing that in action there's a video of that if you guys uh will link to that as well but yeah fuel leak delayed the launch from this last weekend it's been postponed to september 19th 2022 for the Artemis 1 launch. And then Artemis 2, which is going to be a manned mission, is scheduled for
0: May of next year, which is pretty cool. Exciting times. Exciting times back to the moon. Back to the moon. That is very Um, exciting. Be cool to see. Looking forward to that. Nice. Good science corner. Eric, you you always bring good stuff to the science corner.
1: Yeah, we try to, that's for sure. That about wraps it up, but a little short for today's episode. Any last comments, though, Andrew? Before I wrap up,
0: we're mm-hmm. at like forty minutes. I feel like that's perfect.
1: Yeah. Oh, I guess I might lengthen the episode a little bit with a new title song.
0: Who knows? I guess you guys will hear
1: it before we get to get to this point, won't you?
0: So I'm ex- I'm excited. That. Well, in fact, they might hear it before. Well, it, was it one of the samples you sent me? Okay. I might have heard it before, then, but otherwise, you might hear before me.
1: Starting off season two of The Bay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Getting our podcasting legs back. hmm How, How many seasons on? of this show are there?
1: Five seasons. Five seasons.
0: Okay. All right. All right. One step at a time.
1: And Sinclair is in some of those seasons. Yes.
0: Ooh. Well, he was at least in one season.
1: <laughs> Alright.
0: Let's let's say goodbye. I guess it's
1: time to <laughs> sign off then.
0: It's time to sign off. <laughs> Alright, thanks for joining us, everyone.
1: Thanks for joining everyone and a good eating to you.
0: Good eating to you.
1: Hey friends, Eric here. For those of you who are paying especially close attention in today's episode, you may have noticed that we have a new theme song. This theme song comes to us courtesy of DJ Madelon, Front of the Pod. You'll be able to hear the entirety of the track at the end of this announcement. And for more of her work, check out the show notes. Now if you'll excuse me, I have to go find out what Zoe's up to. See you soon.